war is inevitable. World War Three. This is a topic that is tough to talk about. All throughout the Bible, all throughout human history, all we see and hear of is war. We hear of the war in Egypt. We know about the war with Syria, the war with the Persians, the war with the Philistines, and the war with the Amalekites, and the war with Babylon. Nimrod went to war with all the peoples and subdued them. All throughout the Bible, all it talks about is war. The Bible is the most viable and number one source document for many of the wars that we know today. But besides the historical wars. The Bible prophesied wars to come. I was sitting on my patio and I heard the Lord say, war zone, war zone. And he kept saying it over and over and over again. And given all that we know about human history and given all that we see in the recent events on the world stage, we can say with 100% certainty that war is inevitable. Baruch 2 and 25. And lo, they cast out the heat of the day and the frost of the night, and they died in great miseries by famine, by the sword, and by pestilence. That's Baruch 2 and 25 that's found in the Apocrypha. That is the prophet Baruch prophesying this war, famine, and pestilence to come of the four horsemen, the fourth seal to be broken, which also talks about death in Hades, the pale horse. This is the prophet Baruch prophesying this to happen one day before it ever occurred. Revelation 6 and 7 about the pale horse. When the lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come. And I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider's name, death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to be killed by the sword, war, famine, food shortage, and plague, a virus. So a fourth part of the earth will be killed in war, famine, and a plague. And I have been prophesying to you, and if you've been looking with your eyes and have eyes to see and ears to hear, you can see that we are currently living under the uh, third horseman or the third seal, which talks about inflation. All you have to do is go to the gas station or the grocery store, and you can see that we are living under heavy inflation right now. So if we are living under the third seal, which we are, the fourth seal is to come. The pale horse is coming next, which is the sword, famine, and plague making war inevitable. World War Three is coming. Here's a reason why. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. But what Russia did is they crossed a line that many were fearing that they would cross since the war began, which is they're cutting off natural gas to Europe. War is coming. War is for certain. We are going to go under war. We are going to have a war. There is going to be a world war. There is going to be many wars. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, there is going to be war on this land. War is coming. I was talking to a guy the other day. He's a rancher that lives out in New Mexico. And he says his family owns 54,000 acres out there. And he said when he was a little child, his grandfather has been telling him since he was, you know, of age that anytime he went to Walmart, 
to buy a box of ammo. And I thought that was so interesting because I used to do that and I had stopped doing it at one point. And I don't think even Walmart even carries, at least not all of them, even carry uh, uh, ammo like that anymore anyway. But the point is that he's been preparing for a long time. His grandfather was a wise man in preparing for a long time. I, I hope y'all hear what I'm saying. And his grandfather, along with many other of these cons so-called conspiracy theories, it seems as though they were right all the time. Get you a box of ammo, prepare <laughs> a plan and strategize and uh, make sure you you know stock up on canned goods and get you some food and have you a shelter in a bug out bag it seems that these last days in these end times preppers was right i want y'all to hear what i'm saying preparing fighting positions and mapping out technical plans for decades they are prepared and the bible says in joel 3 and 9 proclaim ye yes among the gentiles prepare for war the bible says in joel 3 and 9 proclaim this amongst the gentiles prepare for war wake up the mighty men let all the men of war draw near let them come up prepare for war. War is inevitable. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. I hope y'all hear what I'm saying. War is inevitable. Even when Christ returns, this is finna get good. Even when Christ returns, this time he is not coming as a lamb, but as a lion. Jeremiah 4 and 7 says, the lion come up from his thicket. The lion of Judah. Not a lamb this time, not innocent this time, not the victim this time. This time he's coming as the predator and not the prey. I want y'all to hear what I'm saying. Uh, Jeremiah 4 and 7 says the lion come up from his thicket. The lion come up from his thicket. And the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. The destroyer of the nations is on his way. If you go to any church in America... Any church in Russia, any church in Europe, this is a fact. This is what I'm saying right now is a fact. And you go in there and ask them, who are they in the Bible? They say they are the Gentiles. Well, the scripture says that the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. He has gone forth from his place to make their lands desolate and their city shall be laid waste without an inhabitant. War is inevitable. It's inevitable. Even Christ is coming to bring war. This is crazy. I saw the trailer of the movie, The Black Adam. Lord help me. I saw the trailer of the movie, The Black Adam. And I want y'all to understand, I hope y'all understand this if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. I hope you can understand this easily that none of these movie titles in these last days and these end times that we're living in right now are accidental or a coincidence. Every movie title they give us that has significance has the significance that it has. For example, uh, the House of Dragons or the Woman King, mm, the woman riding on a beast. House of Dragons. Oh, God, help me preach this thing. The dragon giving power over to the beast. These ain't no coincidences. This is specific, done intentionally. 
by Mystery Babylon, by the Cabal. I want y'all to understand this. So there's a movie coming out called The Black Adam. And in the trailer, the trailer is so good. The trailer by itself is good. I don't know if the movie gonna be good. But the point is that in the trailer it says that this time when he comes, either he will be a savior or he can be a savior or he can be a destroyer. Revelations 19 and 11. I saw heaven standing open. There before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. I saw heaven open. There before me is a white horse and the rider on it is called Faithful and True. This rider on this horse is Christ. With justice, he judges and wages war. So he's coming to bring justice and wage a war. This is crazy. This Christ is coming to bring justice. So that proves that the police departments of America is not just. You just now found that when it did something bad to Trump. But the whole time we've been living here for 400 years that we've been telling you that they are unjust and that they are wicked and evil. You sided with them. But now that you see them do something to Trump, now you saying, oh, they, they wicked. And now you don't want to say blue lives matter. But the moment that they were shooting and killing us and putting their foot on our neck and shooting us for years, you said nothing. But now Christ is coming and saying, with justice, he is going to judge and wage war. We'll see if your judges are, if your judges have been just when Christ get here to wage war with them. Help me, Lord. His eyes are like blazing fire. I just had a conversation with somebody the other day trying to explain to him who Christ was. And I said, his eyes are red like fire or like wine. But they read that, but, but we understand they read like blazing fire. And on his head are many crowns. I got to keep Harry this up. He has a name written on him that no one knows but itself. I don't even want to get into the name controversies. He is dressed in a robe dripped in blood. So this Christ is coming with a robe and he's going to be dripped in blood. That's how many people he about to kill. And his name is the word of God. So in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. So we know that this is Christ, right? The armies of heaven are following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen and white and clean. Coming out of his mouth, listen, is a sharp sword which to strike down the nations. War is inevitable. Even Christ is bringing war. Coming out his mouth is a sharp sword which to strike down the nations. I've been talking about this for a minute, but it's ironic to me and kind of funny that when I read these scriptures or when you even hear these scriptures read, the Gentiles are not afraid at all. This verse does not scare the nations at all. None of them are even alarmed by this. If they were, they would repent right now. But none of them are even alarmed at all about this because in their mind, they have this image of the lily white, blind haired, blue eyed Christ, and they believe he is coming and that he is harmless. However, like that trailer, the black Adam, except erase his face and make his face the same color as that dark black on his body, because that's how he's gonna look, just how his suit look dark black, and that's how his face gonna look. If you knew that, if you really understood the black Adam, they would repent. Right now, Proverbs 9 and 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of understanding. The book of Enoch 102 and 3, and all the angels will fulfill their commands. 
and will desire to hide themselves from before him. Oh, this is good. Great in glory and all the children of the earth will tremble and shake and ye sinners are cursed to eternity and will have no peace. All the children of the earth, when they see this black Adam, you see the trailer, right? <laughs> but imagine his face don't look like the rock. Imagine his face is the same color as his suit and he got the little thing over his head in the cape. But imagine when he come like that, they gonna tremble when they see him because he ain't coming lily white with the blonde hair and the blue eyes like a fact. He's coming as a lion. War is inevitable. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Oh, God, it's inevitable. They're going to tremble when they see him. You know how like when you was expecting somebody, but then somebody else show up? <laughs> you know, that's the shock. That's the way. That's how they're going to look. War is inevitable. I hope y'all hear what I'm saying. I hope y'all hear what I'm saying. The cabal is telling you what's about to happen. Mystery Babylon is telling you what's about to happen. They're going to say to him, Savior, Savior. But he's going to say to them, I never knew you. This is what he said in his word. That you are going to be saying, Savior, Savior. But he's going to say, I never knew you. Oh, I've never known you. How can you know someone claiming that he is your Savior, but not know his children? How could you know someone claiming that he is your Savior, but not know his people? I want you to hear what I'm saying. How can you expect black Adam? Lord, this is good because, you know, there's some people I've been studying the reincarnation theory. And, you know, some people believe and it is that Christ is Adam and, and Adam was made what from the dirt of the earth. Well, I ain't never seen no white dirt. It said God took the dirt of the earth and made him black Adam. Dark black. Uh -huh. Two black people can come together right now and make a white baby. That's how where they came from. You think, what? oh, God, they don't want this. I can get into this deep right now. How can you expect black Adam to save you? All while you turned a blind eye for 400 years of the condition of his people. You saw them shot by the police and you blamed the crimes on them. You saw them in poverty in their communities and you said, pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. You saw the dilapidated housing and the poor living conditions, yet you call yourself a so-called Christian, but yet you sent money to build water wells in Africa all while in your backyard in Flint, Michigan, they still drinking lead water. You better hear what I'm saying. How can you expect this black Adam to save you? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> when you wasn't willing to help or save this people. Oh, this is good. In another part of the trailer, it says he is either coming back as a redeemer or to enact revenge. Revelations 13 and 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killed by the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patient and the faith of the saints. So the saints should be patient. Because those that led the saints into captivity will go into captivity. So the saints should be patient because those that have killed the saints by the sword will be killed by the sword. I'm not interpreting this for you. I'm reading the plain word of God. War is inevitable. Deuteronomy 32 and 35. Vengeance is mine and recompense. 
their foot shall slip in due time. For the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things to come hasten upon them. All throughout the scripture, it details and documents historical wars that happens. And it is the most viable source in the whole world for some of the wars that we know about. Alexander the Great, as I mentioned to you guys before, and the Maccabees in his historical accounts is in the Bible. Xerxes from Persia in his uh, war exploits is in the Bible. King Darius in his war exploits is in the Bible. King David and Solomon in their war exports are in the Bible. And I'm talking about the historical records. But then the Bible also prophesies wars to come. War is inevitable. It's for certain. The pale horse is knocking at the doors of the nations. We are living in the last days. War is inevitable. As a critical thinker, as one who ponders on wisdom, and as one who loves truth, why is God specifically coming to make war with the nations, Joel 3 and 1? I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. I will make war with all nations. Thus saith the Lord. Why? There I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people, Israel, because they scattered my people amongst the nations and divided my land. So God is coming to make war with the nations in the last days for the very same reason that God made war with historical, with the historical Egyptians, or with the same reason why God made war with the Philistines, or for the same reason that God made war with the Amalekites, or with the same reason that God made war with the Grecians or the Persians or the Syrians or the Babylonians. God is coming to make war in the end times, in the last days, right now, coming upon you shortly, as it just said, that the, that the calamities are about to hasten upon them in these last days, in these times, for what they did or have done to his people. I didn't interpret that for you. I read the plain word of God. And in this verse, it describes specifically what they did to God's people and the condition that they would be in, that God's people would be in when God returns. Name one people right now on the planet who was scattered amongst the nations and who were scattered there by the nations. And in the land, listen to this, listen to this. They were taken from a place, scattered into all nations, right? And in the land that they were in, when they were scattered, the nations divided those lands. This nation for 400 years plus has been wicked and evil. We have enslaved and oppressed, murdered and killed God's chosen people, our black brothers and sisters. I can go read this to a fifth grader and say who was scattered in all nations, who are in those conditions right now in the last days. And they can tell me. So God is precise. There is no need for interpretation. 
These prophecies only fit one people. They are detailed purposely by God. For he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what thus saith the Lord. God is coming to make war with the nations for what they have done to his people. A savior isn't coming this time, but a sword. A lamb isn't coming this time, but a lion. It's for certain. It's coming. It's hastening quickly. War is inevitable. God, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Oh, Yahuwah, I thank you. Huh, Yeshua, I thank you. Yahushua, I thank you. Yeshua, I thank you. Christ, I thank you. Jesus, I thank you. Faithful and true, I thank you. Wonderful, I thank you. Mighty God, Counselor, Emmanuel, God in the flesh, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Mm, you've been good. You've been good. Thank you so much for listening. Please give a tithe, offering, or a donation at Cash App, money sign, Leo Dunson. You can also go to leodunson.com slash donate and may the glory of God and his blessings be upon you. So I keep saying in my last day's messages that I don't want to end it on such a, a grim note. You know, uh, it's the end of the world. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and people sit there, ah, oh, Leo, 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 give us, give us some good news. You know, all praises. So I want to give some good news of the tribulations and the destructions to come. Job five and twenty. In famine, he shall redeem me from death, and in war, from the power of the sword. Did you hear? In a famine. Didn't I tell you what's coming next? Didn't I prophesy to you what's coming next? We prophesy the four horsemen, the first horse, the second horse, the third horse, which is inflation. First horse was the spirit of conquer. Second horse was peace being taken from the earth or the second seal. The third seal is inflation. Lord help me. <laughs> and now uh, coming on us like a thief in the night is the pale horse. Uh, death and Hades falling right behind them. The sword, the famine, and the plague. And God said in Job 5 and 20 that in a famine, he shall redeem you from death. So when the food shortage is hit, he's going to redeem you from it. And he said that in war, the power of the sword, I'm also going to redeem you from that as well. God, I thank you. Oh, Father, I thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you. The book of Enoch 9, uh, the book of Enoch 96 and 2. And in the day of the trouble of the sinners in the last days, in the day of the trouble of the sinners, in the day of the tribulations of the sinners. Why you ain't gonna sin? Why you not a sinner? Because you sinning right now, right? Why you not a sinner? Because you a sinner right now. What is sin? The transgression of God's laws, the breaking of God's laws, commandments and statutes. Which laws? The laws of Moses. You break God's laws every day. So is he talking about you here? The tribulation, the trouble of the sinners, because you are a sinner. How are you not going to be a sinner anymore? Because God is going to pour out his spirit on you in the last days. And Hebrews 8 and 8 says that he's going to write his laws on your hearts and your minds or inscribe them on your hearts and your minds, as Jeremiah 31 and 31 says. And then he says what he says after that in the same verse. And I'm going to remember your sin no more. So your past sins, I'm not going to remember. And you're not going to sin anymore because his laws are going to be written on your hearts and your mind and his mind. And what is sin? The breaking of God's laws. 
So I'm no longer going to break God's laws because I'm going to know God's laws. They're going to be written on my heart and my mind supernaturally, which means I'm not a sinner anymore. Not this BS. They tell you today that you have the Holy Spirit and that you're not and that you're not sinning. And, oh, I have God's laws written on my heart and my mind. No, you don't. You sin every day. Many of us didn't even celebrate the Day of Atonement. It was just yesterday, the day before that, whenever, uh, uh, October 9th to the 10th. The Day of Atonement is a commandment by God for us to, oh Lord, help me preach this thing, fast for one day. It is a Sabbath to you or a day of rest to you, right? So from the 9th to the 10th, uh, 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 from sundown on the 9th to sundown on the 10th, fasting. If we didn't do that, we were sinning. Why wouldn't some of us not do that? Some of our schedules don't permit for us to do that. Some of us didn't know about it. Oh, God, I'm preaching to somebody right now. Some of you can't do it based on your lifestyle, what you got going on. So you sinned because sinning is the breaking of God's laws. Oh, I'm going on a tangent here. I'm going on a tangent here. I'm trying to show you how you are not going to be one of these sinners that God is talking about because your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life since the foundation of the world. And you are one of the ones that in Revelation 7, where it says that the Lamb is gonna, that is going to be sealed by God. And uh, you're one of the great multitudes, one that's coming out of all that was look, that was scattered into all nations, that's about to be gathered for all nations, that's going to have God's seal placed on your heart, and you're going to be redeemed. Oh, I'm going into something. The Book of Enoch 96 and 2. And in the day of the trouble of the sinners, your children will mount and rise like eagles. Oh, this is good. And your nest will be higher than the hawk. And ye will ascend and go like the squirrels into recessions of the earth, into the recesses of the earth, and into the clefts of the rock to eternity before the unjust. But they will lament over you and cry. But your children will mount. And rise like eagles, and your nest will be higher than a hawk. I gotta hurry this up because haven't you heard that before somewhere? <laughs> you probably never heard it right here in the book of Enoch, but I know you've heard this verse, Isaiah 40 and 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, and what will they do? They will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not go weary, they will walk and not faint. I know you heard that one, right? Every preacher in the world didn't preach that one. Hmm, but this is precept upon precept upon precept. Line upon line, here a little and there a little. Revelations 12 and 14. Listen to this. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle. Oh, they don't want this. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle to fly from the presence of the serpent to her place in the wilderness where she was nourished for a time, time and time and a half. The woman was given the wings of an eagle. Who is this woman? Revelations 12. I ain't even got time to get into who the woman is, but if you go read Revelations 12, it's obvious who the woman is. She got 12 stars on her head. The woman was given these great wings of an eagle. <laughs> let he who has an ear, let him hear what thus saith the Lord right now. And eyes to see, hear what I'm saying. So in the days of trouble, in the days of tribulation, the Bible says that your children, are going to mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will have supernatural powers, supernatural stamina. For you to be able to run and not get tired, you have to have some type of supernatural ability. God's spirit being poured out on you in the last days. As it says in Joel 2 and 28 and Acts uh, 2 and 17 and also in Isaiah, I believe it's 35 and 10. The spirit coming from on high on you. God's spirit, that's a Holy Spirit. Not just you, 
When Peter had the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit came down on the apostles, they had power. Not this Holy Spirit that they talk. They talking about a fake spirit. When these people did today say, oh, I have the Holy Spirit in. Why don't you, I could just use the Holy Spirit. No, God, God, the Holy Spirit of God is God's power. It's real power. Peter could walk past people and his shadow would heal people. Right? He, uh, he walked up here, hey, get up, get up, get up. And they, they dead. He walked up somebody, get up. And they, and they ain't dead no more. That's the Holy Spirit, a power of God. God's mind, his laws, commandments, and statutes written on your heart. And God's power. I hope y'all hear what I'm saying. You're going to have a supernatural stamina to run and not go weary. Uh, able to fly like eagles. Greatest say Christ, here he come what? In the clouds. Uh -huh. Now, that's how they got to describe it because I don't understand it. It's looking like he's coming in the cloud. He's flying. You hear what I'm saying? He shall redeem thee from death and in war from the power of the sword. I keep telling y'all that a power is coming. I keep telling y'all that we are going to go through the storm with the nations. However, unlike the nations, we are going to have God with us. Just like how the disciples was on the boat, but God was in there with them. You're going to be on the boat, but the power of God is in there with you. His power, his strength. When the waves come crashing, you will soar over them. You will walk like water. Uh, I'm sorry. You will walk on water. When the winds start to blow, you will say to it, peace be still. When the rocks fall from the mountain, you will tell this mountain to move to that side and you will tell that mountain to move to that side. Your enemies will come at you from one direction, but they will flee from you from a thousand. War is inevitable. He shall redeem me from death. And in war, from the power of the sword, that is the good news. That is your word. Let he or she who has an ear to hear, let them hear with thus saith the Lord. All praises to the Most High God. All praises to the Most High God. We thank you. We honor you. Ah, we praise your high holy name. We praise you, period, above all things. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Almost every other day someone asks, hey Leo, how can we support you? You can support by subscribing at ministries.leodunson.com and you will get my exclusive channel there. You can support me over there or you can also support by Cash App. Cash App, money sign, Leo Dunson. You can also go to leodunson.com slash donate. All of your gifts, all of your uh, donations, uh, you you honestly don't know how much I appreciate it. I, I can't even articulate it in words how grateful I am for someone to donate and sow into this ministry. It really, truly is a blessing to have people that support you. May the glory of God and his blessings be upon you. Shalom. Shalom.